In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Just after midnight on Sunday, September 2nd, 1666, a fire broke out at Thomas Fariner's Bakery in Pudding Lane near the Thames in London's Old City. As was the model in early modern Europe, neighbors started to fight the fire while they waited for parish constables to come and coordinate the firefighting effort. After about an hour, the constables arrived and quickly determined that the nearby houses needed to be demolished in order to create a fire break as the old city was infamous for overcrowded, timber-built tenement buildings that crept closer and closer to one another, making a rapidly spreading fire a constant and realistic fear. Now, as you might imagine, the people who lived in the houses set to be demolished were not quite keen on that idea. And so they protested all the way up to the Lord Mayor of London, who eventually made his way to the scene. But uh, Sir Thomas Bloodworth was an inept and inexperienced politician, unable to make the tough decisions. And so while he stood there wondering what to do, the wind swept up. And fueled by that wind and wood and the occasional stockpile of gunpowder, the fire spread and spread and spread. By the time it was finally controlled on the morning of Wednesday, September 5th, the fire had destroyed some 13,000 homes, 86 parish churches, dozens of civic buildings, and the great St. Paul's Cathedral. A fire is an interesting thing. One could argue that humanity's ability to control fire is the greatest achievement in history. By controlling fire, we developed the ability to cook food, which expanded life expectancies as people were no longer dying in droves of foodborne illnesses. By controlling fire, we were able to make light at night, forever changing the way the world worked. By controlling fire, we were were able to smelt ore and make stronger tools. By controlling fire, the internal combustion engine could be created and we could travel the globe. But of course, uncontrolled fire is still one of the most dangerous things on the earth. In 2019, there were some 1.3 million fires in the United States, killing 3,700 people and injuring 16,000, causing more than $15 billion in damages. And even controlled fire has its problems. Controlled fire used to light tobacco kills roughly 7 million people in the world every year. The controlled use of uncontrolled fire by way of guns and bombs and other weapons accounts for an unimaginably staggering number of losses. When we think of fire, we tend to think of its destructive power first and foremost, which sets this morning's gospel lesson off on a very bad foot. 
Jesus said, I came to bring fire to the earth. And oh, how I wish it was already kindled. What are we supposed to do with that? I mean, the rest of the passage isn't particularly rosy. But thinking about Jesus with the powerful destructive properties of fire in mind, coming as one who, who destructs and destroys is a real challenge for me. I had Mother Becca's image from her sermon last week of the Leon Cathedral in my mind all week. And so as I read this gospel passage, the destruction of St. Paul's and the great fire of 1666 came to mind. But so too did an apartment fire that happened to a friend of ours some 20 years ago. It left her filled with anxiety and grief for years to follow. But despite our fixation on fire's destructive qualities, the reality is that it is both good and bad. And in the Bible, like in real life, fire carries both good and bad connotations. The prophet Micah compares God's grace to a refiner's fire, burning away impurities to bring forth a more perfect, finished product. In Genesis, God speaks to Moses by way of a bush that is burning but is not consumed. There are all kinds of uh, fire sacrifices to God throughout the Old Testament. There are lots of good uses of fire in the Bible. But it is also true that fire and brimstone rain down on Sodom and Gomorrah for their abominable sin of lack of hospitality. In his letter, the writer James compares the evil power of the tongue to a fire lit by hell itself. It would seem that in the Bible, fire isn't inherently good or bad, but rather it depends on how it is used. And so when Jesus says, I came to bring fire, it could mean that he came to bring judgment and destruction. Or it might mean that he came to bring purification and renewal. How we see the fire that Jesus came to bring is all a matter of perspective. When we hold on too tightly to our own self-interests, to our own wealth, to our own security, the fire that Jesus brings seems destructive as it separates us from the idols that we have used to replace God. These things are hard to give up, and the loss of them, while good for us in the long run, is painful. On the other hand, when we are seeking after the kingdom of heaven, actively searching for ways to develop a closer relationship with God, the fire that Jesus brings can be seen as a gift, as it clears away that which holds us back helps us to grow more fully into who God created us to be. This is good news in an otherwise difficult passage. Jesus came to bring fire. Fire that will renew, refine, and restore us to right relationship with God 
and with each other if we are able to let go of all that needs to be burned away. In the aftermath of the Great London Fire, Sir Christopher Wren showed himself to be one of the greatest architects in history. Wren had been working to renovate St. Paul's when the fire broke out, and he was put in charge of rebuilding 52 of the 86 churches destroyed and redesigning St. Paul's Cathedral. The old 11th century Gothic building now destroyed, Wren designed a brand new Baroque-style cathedral that to this day holds one of the largest and most magnificent domes in all the world. The great edifice built of Portland limestone was consecrated 31 years and three months after the fire, an enormous undertaking for the time. And legend has it that early in the construction process, Wren was wandering about the job site on Ludgate Hill and he ran into a scaffold full, filled with three different stonemasons. Called up to the first one and he said, what are you doing? The man said, I'm a stonemason. I'm laying stone so I can feed my family. Okay. Called up to the next one, and you, what, what are you doing? Well, I'm a builder. I'm building a wall. Yep. The third he called up, what are you doing? Oh, I'm blessed, sir. I'm blessed to be building a great cathedral to Almighty God. What are you building? Is your life's work a series of blocks stacked one atop another in the name of self-interest and pride? Well, then the fire that Jesus comes to bring is going to tear it down. There will be nothing left to look back on, no joy in your work. But if, however, you are working in your life to build a great cathedral to Almighty God, then fire will be used in productive ways, helping to build the kingdom in and through you. Jesus came to bring fire. Whether it is controlled and beneficial or uncontrolled and destructive, well, that's up to us. Amen.